Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. And today, I'm going to run through a bunch of different stuff that's happening. And uh, the number of ways that we've been played and how all of this is uh, coming to a head. By the way, uh, happy Liz Cheney retirement day. She uh, She's forced in retirement a 37 percent uh, margin between uh, Liz Cheney and Herod Hegeman. Yeah, 37 points is the uh, is the difference there. That is uh, being stomped into the ground. It is being uh, wrecked. And by the way, in the in the uh, this next election there will be no Cheneys, there will be no Bushes. Uh, let me see who else. There will be no Clintons in the uh, in the next election and the and probably the uh, the election after that. We will see. Here's a little musical number to calm Lizzie's nerves. Sorry to all you lesbians out there who are big fans of Liz Cheney. Go away, little Liz. Yeah, you guys are lesbians, by the way. Go away, little Liz. <laughs> Wyoming and the world are through with you. I think that's a choice, though, being a lesbian. Yeah. A vendetta against Trump. Led to Liz getting done. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Her January 6th stunt hurt her too. Haven't heard this song in a while. Maybe it's the first time for you. Go away, little Liz. I'll be gentle. Go away, lion Liz. That's what the voters told you yesterday. So glad Liz Cheney got bounced. We're thrilled Liz Cheney was trounced. So go away, little Liz. Go very far away. I would say work for Walmart, but that would be an insult to Walmart. Go away, little Liz. They don't want her. Go away, little Liz. A butt kicking. The price you had to pay. 37 points. You trashed a great president. <laughs> oh, yeah. And lost by 40%. Please go away, Lion Liz. Just call it a day, Lion Liz. Wow. Please go away, Lion Liz. In a hole with George Conway. With uh, Lincoln Project. Go away, Lion Liz. I just love it. I love, 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 love it when truth wins. When uh, when you've got so many, we we have got so many fighting against us and have been fighting against us for between five and seven years uh, with regard to everything we hold sacred. And then uh, there's also the whole Donald Trump thing. 
All right, everything that you believe in, everything that you hold sacred to you is under attack by the left, whether that be uh, your kid's education, whether that be uh, your belief in a candidate, whether that be your religion or having a religion, uh, whether that be uh, what you eat, what you, uh, what you drink, what you drive. Uh, this is quite remarkable. And the American people, after all is said and done, it is culmination of all of the crap that you've been put through your family's been put through. Your kids in school have been put through. You're waking up today and you're saying, uh, bleep you. Bleep you. Because it all comes down to one thing. I'm going to distill this into one thing. The left in this country knows that the only way they can bring down the country is for you to hate the country. You to hate the country as founded. You to look at the national anthem. And even if you don't support people kneeling during the national, the national anthem, then, then maybe you won't say anything or maybe you won't bother to stand for the national anthem. And you'll begin to kind of question the history of the United States of America. That's what it all boils down to. And most Americans are saying, we freaking love the country. We feel really blessed to live here. It's the best place on the planet to live. There have been regimes over the decades, over the centuries, that have murdered gigantic portions of their population. The Soviet Union, China, and they're generally, uh, almost 100% of the time, left of center, fascist, Marxist, communist. And yet there are still these idiots who uh, exist in academia who say, you know what, communism has not worked in those other situations because it hasn't been done right. So the core of everything we've been through is a group of people doing everything they can to convince you that America sucks. And we're saying, no, you know what, you do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. And another thing is, uh, there was a man named Donald Trump, and he went to Washington, D.C. I wasn't a Donald Trump supporter. I watched each of my candidates in 2015 fall by the wayside. I thought maybe Ted Cruz. I thought maybe Marco Rubio. I got maybe Scott Walker. You know, and I was looking at, maybe I was looking at Donald Trump to some degree uh, as a lot of these establishment Republicans, although I'm not an established Republican. I was looking at Donald Trump. I thought he's kind of loud. He's kind of brash. Uh, you know, what does he know about this? And then, then I began to see... The first thing that maybe changed me was his treatment of those who would hurl arrows at him. And instead of being like George W. Bush, who was a, uh, uh, what's the word? Well, it's a, it's a word for feline. It's a slang word for feline. <clears throat> and he was sat there and he took it and we sat there and went, what the hell? Will you just stand up for yourself? No, I am, I am above this. I am above this. Or how do you, and I'm trying to remember George Bush. No, I, I am above this. You know, I'm not going to try and impersonate him. I lost it. I used to be able to impersonate him. But th that was it. And we all said, they're like, what the hell? And then we saw how the Republican Party just continually got pummeled. And we entered the rings with Marcus of Queensberry rules. And the, uh, the left jumped in with uh, MMA fighter rules. And we laid there and we took it and we took it and we took it. And then... There became uh, a man who, who decided to run for president. Came down an escalator. We all kind of went, okay, all right, all right. 
And then as the election uh, came closer, we realized, wow, they must really hate him for a reason. Then he got elected, despite the fact that Hillary Clinton paid for, with the DNC, a piece of propaganda. And they fed it to a willing, corrupt, awful FBI. And the FBI used it to go to a FISA court, uh, and, or to a, a, a FISA court and get a warrant and surveil Donald Trump's campaign, transition team, and presidency after Hillary Clinton got beaten. So the FBI has been in the pants of the Democrat Party for decades. There really is no more debate about the FBI and how it is no longer a force for good in our country. The FBI has always had uh, a storied history celebrated by Quinn Martin production, the FBI. And we realize that, yeah, there are a lot of field agents out there and there's a lot of real crime fighting that happens. But at the high end of the FBI, it is nothing more than another edition of the Stasi. Another rendition of the Praetorian Guard. It's been around forever. It's, it's a secret police that is uh, owned and operated by the people in power to go against those who are their political enemies. And I'm going to get into this as the show progresses. I am strongly recommending that those who work for the FBI as field agents, that you do something to stop this to stop those in charge of this political witch hunt against Donald Trump now is becoming a, uh, a, a legitimate war declaration on those who would support Donald Trump, those who would uh, promote Donald Trump, or any Republican uh, who is uh, in the camp with Donald Trump and make them our political enemies, make them them enemy of the state. That's what's happening. So if you are an agent for the FBI, I would strongly suggest you become a whistleblower. If you've seen malfeasance, if you uh, have the opportunity and can do it, you might even consider early retirement. Uh, or you start fighting back. Because right now, as I'm looking at the political radar and the gigantic route that is coming to the Democrat Party in this November, it would really, really behoove you to do something because your agency is going to get wrecked. And I'm one of the people who is behind taking apart the FBI. I just want you to know that. Don't take it personally. But your leadership has uh, is rotten to the core. It is a maggot-infested corpse of what it originally was supposed to be. So FBI, again, strongly suggest you, uh, if you are in the FBI, become a whistleblower. Make the change happen because if it doesn't happen... Before the election, it most certainly is going to happen afterwards. In a minute, I'm going to get into all of the things that, and this isn't about me, it's about people with common sense. People who have stood back and said, you know, um, I, I know, this is, this is not, there's something that smells here about a host of different things that we've been subjected to.
over the last couple of years. And you've said, there's something wrong here. There's something not right. And when you even suggested that opinion, that you thought something's not right about our COVID reaction, something's not right about the election of 2020, uh, something's not right about Hunter Biden's laptop and Joe Biden, and there's something not right. And because you had that thought, you were shut off social media. The mainstream media called you a conspiracy theorist or a denier on a host of issues, and the Democrat Party went after you. And in some cases, is the FBI. And now we know that all of those things, all of those nagging suspicions you had are based in fact. And I'm not afraid to use the word revolution. I'm not talking, of course, about a uh, violent revolution involving firearms. That's what the FBI is supposing. That's what the FBI is trying to project on you. That's what the federal government is trying to project on you because they have already declared war on you. Don't take the bait. We fight back defensively, and we fight on Election Day. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. I've got a ton of audio from Harriet Hageman in the the trouncing, the embarrassment, the humiliation, the shaming of, uh, of Liz Cheney. But she has no shame. And neither does Adam Kinzinger. I've got lots of audio on that. I've got a ton of audio with regard to the bogus raid on Mar-a-Lago and the massive backfire and unraveling of what was considered to be, although really not uh, not uh, particularly uh, with evidence, the most prestigious institution in America, the FBI. So uh, let's go. We're going to start things off, kids. Hang on. Strap yourself in. This is a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. The uh, FBI screwed the proverbial pooch with the raid of Mar-a-Lago, thinking that, and I and I believe, and it was repeated last night on uh, network television, that uh, Merrick Garland took three weeks to go into Mar-a-Lago, uh, despite the fact that he had nuclear secrets and the, you know, all of this nonsense. Uh, uh, he was really just debating whether or not this uh, heavy-handed raid would have the desired impact to destroy Donald Trump to destroy him uh, illegally, uh, to destroy him, uh, his reputation, uh, and and essentially also uh, weaponize the agency to take him down and keep him from running again. Also, I might add, I think there's a lot of covering up uh, FBI malfeasance involved. Uh, that said, um, the FBI really, really screwed the pooch, and they know it. They really know that they're they're done. They're done. And uh, as I've said before, things are going to get big and ugly before November. It's hard to say where the left and the Democrat Party and, by the way, the establishment of Republicans in Washington, D.C., there's no telling how far they're going to go. The next step is they are, they are uh, saying that you and I are wanting to start a civil war over the raid of Mar-a-Lago. 
because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, uh, you know, isn't supporting the FBI. So what they're doing is they're saying essentially, well, you know, Donald Trump, he's he's starting this like, you know, January the 6th, even though he said go peacefully to the Capitol. They're doing the same scenario again. They're doing the same freaking scenario. So they're saying that Donald Trump, he said bad things about the FBI. No, no, no. The original sin was the unconstitutional, illegal raid of Mar-a-Lago by jackbooted thugs from the FBI. That was what we are pissed about, okay? Donald Trump, it's not about what Donald Trump said. It's about what the hell they did a week ago Monday. And here is Harriet Hageman describing exactly why Liz Cheney got destroyed by 37 points last night. She's not focusing on Wyoming. She's not focusing on our issues. She's still focusing on an obsession about President Trump. And the citizens of Wyoming, the voters of Wyoming, sent a very loud message tonight. We have spoken, and that is not what we are interested in in terms of our lone congressional representative. Wyoming is entitled to have a representative that represents our interests, that listens to us. Like, I don't know, the border and inflation and you being able to feed your children. Us that addresses our issues. That isn't Liz Cheney, and the fact that that's where she went back to with her speech tonight, I think demonstrates that she really isn't listening to Wyoming now. She hasn't for quite some time, and that's why we needed to replace her. We need to have a representative in Wyoming who listens to us. Yeah, uh, and, and that's fairly obvious. Uh, Liz Cheney has been solely focused on Jan 6. That's it. Everything out the window. Oh, by the way, eight people who, uh, eight Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump are no longer in politics. Bye. Two to go. Two to go. Here is, uh, uh, oh, oh, this is kind of interesting. Yesterday, Liz Cheney, during her uh, <laughs> concession speech, if you'd call it that, and I'll get to that, she compared herself to Abraham Lincoln, which is, I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, just wow. Anyway, uh, uh, Liz Cheney said that she called Harriet Hegman. She did. She called her. She said, uh, you know, uh, didn't necessarily say she congratulated her. Just apparently uh, Liz Cheney literally said that she called Liz Cheney. And then Harriet Hegman last night was on TV, and Harriet Hegman was not paying attention to the news when Liz Cheney did her concession speech and said she called her. And Harriet Hegman said, no, no, she, uh, she, she hasn't called me. I haven't had an opportunity to visit with her. We have been what? kind of wrapped up in, in all of the stuff associated with what's going on downstairs with our watch party. As you can imagine, we have uh, several hundred people downstairs ready to celebrate who've been celebrating. And so I have not been able to uh, even look at my phone. So I don't know if she's called or not. Uh, so I don't really have anything to report on that. Wow. She lied about the phone call. Liz Cheney. And, and I love the fact that she's starting a, a political movement now. And she's going to run for president in 2024. I said a year ago, she is a uh, turkey at Thanksgiving. That little plastic thermometer is taken out. Internal court temperature about a buck sixty-five, ready to be pulled out. She done. Let's go to uh, Marvin, Marvin in lovely Frederick, Maryland, joining us on the phone. Hello there, Marvin. What's up, my friend? Hello, uh, I love your conviction. I love your show. Um, it's my personal opinion, but I think uh, Biden's putting the uh, his army of IRS agents uh, to come after our guns. Yeah. That way, um, with five million rounds of ammo and uh, uh, 
I think that's I think that's what it's all about. Well, or Marvin, let me, let, me let me tell you what's going on. Let me let me tell you what's going on. What they're doing is they're going after Americans uh, and, and the one thing that we all have in common, which is income. That's what they're really coming after. Trust me, the DHS. Uh, there are other agencies that are chomping at the bit to come after guns. They tried the uh, the uh, the assault rep, uh, weapons ban and all that crap. So that's going on there. What they want to do is look at any bit of minutia in your tax returns from the last decade or so, and they want to go after you and destroy you. That's what that's all about, Marvin. That is arming the IRS. That is exactly what the the FBI did to Donald Trump. They want to do to you with the IRS. It, there's no doubt about it. I've got more on this and uh, great speech material from uh, Liz Cheney on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump's prepared statement for Liz Cheney in her 37-point defeat last night to Trump-endorsed Harriet Hageman. You know, it's it's pretty funny. Right now, I think uh, Donald Trump is about 180 and 10 for endorsements, despite the fact that the Democrat Party, uh, probably George Soros and others, uh, all left-leaning groups are going after Trump candidates. Uh, they're going after him. And, and then they're saying that they're not electable, that they're not going to be electable in the, in the general. Well, guess what? They're going to get elected in the general. They are, and there is going to be an upheaval in Washington, D.C., like you've never seen before. Now, what I referred to earlier with regard to some things that you have not been able to speak about, if you disagreed with the Democrat Party narrative on any of these issues, you were told you can't express your opinion, which is guaranteed by the Constitution. And by the way, you were uh, told that you were a conspiracy theorist, uh, that you are deniers. Uh, and, and the federal government, the Democrat Party, many conservative uh, Republican establishment types, big social media and the mainstream media all worked together. Now, yesterday we heard of a, a columnist who just disagreed with the COVID uh, recommendations of the government and Joe Biden worked with Twitter to get him kicked off and he's got the goods on the Biden administration I had referred to a Time Magazine article yesterday that literally said hey good job big social media the mainstream media and Democrat Party we defeated Donald Trump that was in 2020 but think about all these things for instance COVID COVID-19 Originally, when I saw the reaction from the government, I decided that I would make sure that I had my ducks in a row. There were some things about it that seemed odd. There were some just odd things about it. And I was working at the car dealership at the time, and I went to a nearby hospital. And I went every day for months. Every day after work, I drove to the emergency room parking lot to see the worst pandemic in the history of our country. And I never saw anybody in the in the parking lot. I was like, what the hell? 
And and then I saw that they left Walmart open and they left Target open and they left Home Depot and Lowe's open and those people were, you know, subject essentially to the worst virus in the history of mankind. And there are no body pits out behind those buildings and there are no class action lawsuits against employees for making them work during the pandemic. It's weird. And then my daughter went back to school after being out of school for a year. And uh, her school were 2,600 kids go to school there with uh, faculty and uh, other employees. It's about 2,600 people. And nobody died. Nobody died in her school. And I was like, well, this is really messed up. And then I began to see that you couldn't talk about treatment for COVID. And then I said, then I noticed that, that Deborah Burks, who, who left uh, the government, she said that uh, there was some odd things going on and they were inflating COVID numbers before the election. And then uh, former CDC director Robert Redfield said that hospitals, municipalities have a perverse incentive to, uh, to diagnose COVID. Yeah. And it was monetary. And we went on and we went on and we went on. And the president said, you got to get a vaccination. And then government said, you lose your job. Military members lost their jobs. People who were heroes, those who were in health care, lost their jobs because you would not, some would not submit to a vaccine. All right. There was that. You knew there was something going on. Election 2020, the day after the election, uh, the, the next morning, Facebook banned my page. It disappeared without doing a post. And I had dozens of other conservative friends couldn't say a thing about the election. Immediately, if you questioned the election results and all of the bull crap that happened, and there is, oh my God, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of pieces of evidence that showed, including the five states, battleground states where the vote count stopped on the evening of the election and started the next morning, Joe Biden trailing massively the night before, and just enough votes came in 100% of the time for Joe Biden the next day after, uh, oh, let's see, Mark Zuckerberg invested $420 million of his own money in uh, drop boxes after uh, Democrats changed election laws in states and we were told you know you are an election denier on a biden's laptop it was russian disinformation the fbi literally pursued it to the tune of about 35 million dollars to pursue well russian uh russian collusion with donald trump while hunter biden's laptop was there the fbi allegedly hid hunter biden's laptop from public view and Twitter banned stories about it before the election. Okay? Russia collusion, I said originally, there's no way that Russia would, would collude with Donald Trump to become the president. He was a hawk on defense. He was a pro-America candidate. He was a hawk on foreign policy and America first. I can go on and on. But Hillary Clinton had already been bought and paid for. She signed off on Uranium One, the deal. 25% of our uranium mining rights in the country to a Russian company. And then she got $150 million into the Clinton Foundation, which folded when she lost. January 6th, the day after Jan while it was happening, I said, well, this isn't good. Violence is never the right thing. And then I kind of went, boy, I mean, even conservative hosts are self-flagellating about this as the worst thing that's ever happened in American history, where $100 million of damage supposedly was done to the, the Capitol. And then they opened up the Capitol and, uh, and approved of the election of Joe Biden. 
two hours later. And I went weird. And then I followed a little bit further, and I saw that even Newsweek said that 14 left-leaning groups had infiltrated the crowd there. And then... I realized that 16,000 of hours of videotape in the Capitol is being held. I want to see what happened. The only pictures I'm seeing are no statues overturned, no burning, none of that. People literally staying inside the velvet ropes in the rotunda. And I went, weird, weird. Okay, let me put it in perspective, something that, uh, that most of us could, uh, could understand. Say, for instance, our significant others. Uh, we're just kind of scrolling through their phone, and we see they have a Tinder app. Kind of weird. You got a Tinder app, and, and then uh, you you uh, you know you're doing the laundry, and you find a pair of other women's underwear in his pocket. I'll just I'll just say just you know I'll just say it's a situation where a woman uh, you know thinks her husband is cheating. How about that? You know. All right. So anyway, and, and then you 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 smell perfume on him when he gets home at night after work, where he said he was working late, and you call the work and he wasn't there, and he smells of perfume and lipstick and all sorts of stuff all over the place. And then um, uh, you and he test positive for an STD, and you're not cheating. And you go to uh, uh, say, hey, honey, and he goes, you know what, that is, uh, that is forbidden. You are a conspiracy theorist. And it's kind of like that. In fact, I'd say that's a pretty darn good analogy. You're being played. I've said you've been played from the very beginning. You've been played. But we're not being played anymore. We're done with this crap. And the way I know this is through polling through the fact that 85% of Americans say the country is going the wrong direction. They are wholly rejecting the uh, policies of Joe Biden in every way, shape, or form to the tune that they have to force through by reconciliation bills against your will and lie about what's in them. Weird, right? And then last night, another another massive beatdown of a rhino who voted for the impeachment of Donald Trump and has led a kangaroo court, a one-sided court that national media has played along with no cross-examination no defense nothing like this has been done in history oh yeah and then there was that fbi raid of mar-a-lago the president's residence the former president's residence, unprecedented in history but you're not supposed to say anything about it well you are and uh, you guys in wyoming you said it loud and clear but here is liz cheney and all of her arrogance and hubris Never talking about the economy, never talking about the things that matter, never talking about inflation or the southern border, just Donald Trump, just making sure he can't run again. And because of that, she got destroyed. Here she is comparing herself to one of the greatest presidents to live in our history, Abraham Lincoln. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed. He saved our union. Abraham Lincoln was nothing like you at all. And he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Speaking at Gettysburg, of the great wow, she, she brings up Gettysburg. Wow. task remaining before us, <laughs> Lincoln fantastic. said that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. She's, she's literally using what many would consider a sacred text to, uh, to compare herself. This nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people 
by the people and for the people shall not perish from this earth. As we meet here tonight. Then why are you trying to put it out? Honestly, you are, uh, what's, I don't even know how to call her. Here she is uh, slamming Donald Trump during the speech, even though she doesn't realize that her slamming Donald Trump cost her the election to the tune of a 37-point loss. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear. But it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election, There you go. It's just a lie. You can't disagree. It's the big lie. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. You know what she's calling you there? She's saying you're all those things, by the way. She's saying all of those things about you. You want to unravel the country. You are uh, an enemy of the founding. Adam Kinzinger literally called Trump supporters last night evil. You gonna you gonna take that lion down? Called you evil. Wow, guys, really, really. This is unprecedented. This is unbelievable. This is unacceptable. And yet there are still people who say that uh, you know she is uh, uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, she is a hero. Donald Trump is the enemy. Here is Allison Camarada, who sold her soul. Uh, her once, I guess, conservative soul to uh, to the left, talking about uh, Liz Cheney getting stomped. A close watch on Wyoming and what happens there tonight could add to a trend, and that is election deniers winning primaries around the nation. Let me just say, because I can, because it's my constitutionally protected opinion, that hells to the yes, I'm an election denier. I always have been. I always will be. And for those who are saying, I can't have the opinion, well, you can just go to hell. What does that mean for our democracy and the risk of more chaos, like what we saw on January 6th? Oh, there we go. January 6th all over again. That's what they're saying. And here is uh, David Chalian on CNN talking about uh, the next step uh, against you and I for supporting Donald Trump and our Constitution and our country is founded. I think the Civil War motif on is sort of why she brought up Mar-a-Lago. I think she wanted to tie, it sounded like in the speech, um, Donald Trump releasing the names of FBI agents and then the violence or the threat uh, warning that has been uh, put out since uh, the moral. You know, I don't want to hear any of this victim bullcrap by the FBI. You are the most well-armed agency in the world uh, with regard to policing. And for them to act like, oh, Trump supporters are threatening us. Oh, boo frickety who. So, uh, search and seizure of his property. I think she wanted to tie in the real violence we've seen and the threats of violence that we have heard about. Okay, what real violence, please? Uh, What about the summer of 2020? What about the burning and sacking of St. John's Church, the attempt to burn it down? What about Donald Trump having to retreat into the White House, into the shelter against Antifa and BLM rioters? From the government uh, to this whole notion of this brewing uh, potential uh, civil war. Okay, there you go. That's their next step. They're going to try to pin a civil war on us. Yeah. We live in troubling times. Don't take the bait. There are ways to defeat them. And by the way, we are. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down... 
Get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. Most importantly is these uh, the end of the ancient regime of the Republican Party. The McCain uh, faction was taken out two weeks ago. You've now got Alaska with Murkowski and, of course, the Cheney Junta up in Wyoming. This is Steve Bannon, by the way. That's about to be blown out by the... People of he was one of the uh, Trump uh, associates who was uh, uh, attacked by Joe Biden's uh, law enforcement agencies for being a Trump associate. That great state <clears throat> about MAGA policies. It's not just about going after Trump. Is that she? She is. She's a neoliberal neocon. This party, the the eighty five ninety percent of the people that vote in this party consistently are not neoliberal neocons. They don't want to fight forever wars. Uh, they don't want a burgeoning. Uh, administrative state. You know, Cheney and Bush had uh, every opportunity to cut that. They actually increased it. You know, Joe Scarborough was around for years. There was no cutting of the government. There was no... Uh, and they, how can he have tax cuts? When we have $30 trillion of debt, $9 trillion on the Federal Reserve, how can he even do this? It's insanity. This is a, uh, this is a joyous day. I mean, it, it, I think it really is. And, and once things settle down a little, you'll understand. The FBI has been exposed for what it is. They are on a precipice. There's no coming back for the FBI right now as it is. They can't arrest 70 million of us. Now, the IRS is going to do their level best to come after you because the one thing we do all have in common is income, whether that be in retirement, whatever. That's, the, that's what they did. If, if not, they would have called it the IRS Great Service Act. But they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. And everybody agrees, including Joe Manchin, that this bill will not do a damned thing about inflation. But what they did is they created the inflation crisis and they used it to force legislation that they've been waiting on. They've been waiting on this 85, 87,000 agents to the FBI for more than a year. It was part of Build Back Better originally when it was twice as much. And Joe Manchin wouldn't sign off on it. But he did on this one. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Here is uh, David Chalian uh, talking about uh, Liz Cheney in a very praising fashion last night on CNN. She was a truth teller tonight. Like, that's the other thing that Liz Cheney has on her side. She has the truth. She has the truth about the 2020 election. So when she... Then why don't you allow uh, cross-examination and other witnesses? Cites these Republican uh, nominees who have won their primaries who did not... Also, if you're a truth teller, why do you lie so much? I the truth about the 2020... Like last night when you said you called Harriet Hageman, and Harriet Hageman did it live interview she says no i haven't got a call yet we're still waiting on it when election uh she she has that on her side and i think she leaned into sort of being a, a truth teller tonight and you said she uh congratulated harriet hageman I the reason why he's saying that people voted for harriet hageman is because they believe her lies harriet hageman was lying you see if you don't believe liz cheney then you are a liar you see. maybe i missed it she just said i called her. i didn't hear a congratulations actually uh, what yeah. i heard was I called her. I called her. She won. She won, right. I called her to concede the primary is over. Now, uh, again, I'll tell you that uh, uh, she said that, uh, that Liz Cheney never called her. Liz Cheney did not call her. Here, here's actually this Harriet Eggman. She, she had it sprung upon her. 
I haven't had an opportunity to visit with her. We have been kind of wrapped up in, in all of the stuff associated with what's going on downstairs with our watch party. As you can imagine, we have. Wow. So if she lied about that, she'll lie about anything. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Zenith Firearms is an American-owned and operated company based in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Central Virginia. Initially founded in 2014, Zenith built its reputation for superb customer service through firearm and ammunition imports. With many years of expertise in the platform, Zenith is now proudly manufacturing its own line of U.S.-made roller-delayed blowbacks. Zenith provides the American people with a premium product made right here in the United States, starting with the introductory model, the ZF-5. Newly released in 2022, the ZF-5 is based on the most popular and iconic 9mm submachine gun, the MP-5. While the ZF-5 is available immediately, Zenith's three compact personal defense models are available for pre-order and will begin shipping later this year. Zenith proudly supports our nation's military, law enforcement, and responsibly armed citizens protecting the Second Amendment. Check out Zenith Firearms at zenithfirearms.com. That's zenithfirearms.com, or like and subscribe to their social media pages. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, our number duh of the the program. We've got a ton of stuff to get to on the FBI overplaying its hand on Mar-a-Lago. And even the uh, mainstream left media is coming to that realization as uh, I will share audio from uh, Allison Camerata talking to her uh, left-leaning group of uh, of the panel about the raid. And all of them saying, yeah, no, uh, Donald Trump had absolutely every ability to declassify the the documents he had. And uh, uh, this was all bullcrap. Yeah. Oh, and then also this whole thing about uh, the passports, Donald Trump's passports. Now you're thinking, I guess maybe his passports were part of these documents, right? No, no, his passports were just taken. The FBI knew that the passports would require another uh, warrant, and then they would. They would require another warrant, and they took them anyway. And Donald Trump called them out on it. And Nora O'Donnell said, oh, the FBI didn't take passports. That's a lie. Then she got caught in her lie. She's getting destroyed in the ratings, too, by the way. Just, I mean, destroyed in the ratings. We've got a lot of things to be hopeful for and happy about. The scary thing is our government is actively attempting to declare a war on you. If you are a principled constitutionalist, if you have anything to say that is against the narrative parroted by the Biden administration, you are an enemy of the state. That's what they're trying to do. That's why they passed, through reconciliation, a bill that lies about reducing inflation, but does have the dream of Barack Obama in it. 
a private military, a, 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 a private military as powerful and well-funded as the U.S. military. He he asked, he wanted that in 2008. He finally got it. 87,000 new IRS agents. You don't care about it. It's not on your radar. All you care about is filling your car with gas and having a job. And 60% of you are worried about housing and rent and mortgage rates. And many of you are now, you can't afford Walmart, so you got to go to Dollar General and do your shopping. It is remarkable how out of touch this government is and how we quite simply aren't going to take it anymore. With regard to Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney parroted Jan 6. That's all she did as a representative of the people of Wyoming. All she did was talk January 6th. She sat up and played along with a kangaroo court, something we've never seen before, broadcast in primetime, a court that featured no cross-examination of witnesses, no anything with regard to the defense. And you saw it and you went, that's bull crap. That's just nonsense. I was reminded of uh, Hunt for Red October. I love the movie. You've seen maybe the Hunt for Red October. I've seen it about 100 times. And there's one scene where uh, uh, Captain Ramius, he is on the, uh, the October, and uh, the Russian commandant of the other submarine going after Ramius, uh, he is solely just thinking about the destruction of Ramius. All he cares about is the destruction of Ramius, despite all of his crew members saying, no, you can't do this, you can't do this, this is not where we need to go. And ultimately, he caused the sinking and the destruction of his own people on the submarine. The same can be said about Liz Cheney and those who support her. You arrogant ass. You've killed us. You've arrogant ass, you've killed us. There you go. That's the line that can be applied to Liz Cheney. You arrogant ass, you destroyed us. Meaning all of you establishment conservatives, maybe you got on board when George Bush went after Saddam Hussein, you know, after uh, uh, 9-11. And, and I was down with that. I saw him standing on the rubble. Okay, great, cool. And then uh, now we realize uh, that, yeah, thank you for, for what you did. We appreciate it. But wow. Look what you did. And the last dying throes of establishment republicanism have been put out because of you arrogant ass Liz Cheney. You've sunk us all. And it looks like the FBI and Merrick Garland may have done the same damn thing. Merrick Garland may have done the same damn thing to the FBI by pursuing something that he had no legal basis in doing, by creating a massive event at the home of an ex-president, forsaking all decorum, all respect for the office, uh, all respect for the first lady, all respect for the rule of law, and uh, attempting to do a photo op that he was convinced would work because he thought, America still looked at the FBI with great reverence. This is Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch, who I hope to have on this week, if not later today, talking about the nonsense associated with this raid. I mean, uh, I would take the position, I ain't no lawyer, but we've been fighting federal records uh, cases for 30 years at Judicial Watch, that these are personal records 
He took them with him as president, as his prerogative is. They're not classified. They're not presidential records. It's all a scam. And they came in saying they were looking for classified information. They were looking for presidential records. They were looking for nuclear secrets because, you know, uh, Donald Trump would sell uh, nuclear secrets to Russia. Now, actually, Hillary Clinton sold 25% of our uh, uranium mining rights to a Russian company. Yeah, that's more apropos. Now do you get the Russia collusion hoax? And none of that was true, and he needs his materials back. Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of that was true. And even, even the mainstream media is beginning to get it a little bit and realize that they really screwed the pooch. Really, really screwed the pooch. Um, this is actually Liz Harrington talking with Steve Bannon about the end of uh, the establishment Republican Party. The days of the pathetic, corrupt, lightweight political dynasty in America are coming to an end. You listed so many of them. The Cheneys, I mean, that ad that Dick Cheney put out, I mean, sums it all up. They're so sad and demented now, and they have nothing left. The people understand what's going on. They've woken up and they're because we're not stupid on the side of righteousness and on truth. And they support President Trump. And so all of those people went against the American people and joined the cabal and just want corruption and uh, illegitimately retained power for endless wars, for unequal trade for open borders and ripping off the American people and taking away our constitutional rights, that's coming to an end. Now, you see, establishment Republicanism is, uh, is on, the, uh, on the ropes right now. And the Democrat Party is on the ropes right now. They're going to get the knockout punch in November. Here's a little more from Liz Harrington. And that's why you see this desperation. That's why you see this illegitimate, illegal raid on the 45th president and the leader of the most popular, political, and peaceful, by the way, movement in American history. You know, the IRS is going to send 87,000 agents after you and me. Well, what do we do? We send 87,000 to Conroe, Texas, rally peacefully. Tens of thousands all across this country. That's what we're about. Uh-huh. Now, it's oddly enough, they, uh, there's a move, and some people have uh, said that maybe we need to defund the FBI. Now, the Democrat Party said nothing about it. The FBI said nothing about when Democrats all over the country called for defunding police. And we saw what happened in cities all over the country. Murder rates through the ceiling. Innocents being slaughtered. Crime through the ceiling. Cities wrecked. Didn't say a damn thing. But now that we're saying that a genuinely corrupt police agency, and it's not debatable at this point, we are saying that we want to defund it, and that means it's an act of war, at least according to Phil Mudd. FBI, even if you say defund the FBI, there's a violent fringe that will say, I want to take action. There might be one hundredth of one percent of the fringe who say that means I should commit an act of violence. Man, the FBI is an open organization. I served at both the CIA and the FBI. The CIA was closed. The FBI is open. Those offices are public facilities. Those offices interact with the public. If one hundredth of one percent of the population says, I need to commit an act of violence, those people, the FBI employees, are under threat. Let me close with one other issue on defunding. 
If you think... By the way, this is... Uh, it's Phil Mudd is his name, one-time head of the FBI's National Security Branch, being uh, interviewed by Jim Acosta, who is a uh, devoted and committed leftist. That state and local police can follow the Iranians, follow the Chinese, follow the Russians, follow one of the most horrific things in America. You see, if you are against the FBI and the rot at the top of it, the head's rotting off, then uh, you're against all of these things, according to Mr. Mudd. Mudd, interesting name. That is cyber pornography against infants. If you think they can follow white... Wow, wow, this is like Liz Cheney quoting the, uh, the, uh, the Gettysburg Address. Now he's saying that if you're against uh, funding the FBI, you're for uh, pornography involving infants. Call it crime. If you think they can follow mortgage fraud, that is not a state and local problem. You may object to what happened in Mar-a-Lago, but if you say F- defund the FBI, let your kid be abused by an adult. Wow. Listen to that. Happened in Mar-a-Lago, but if you say defund the FBI, let your kid be abused by an adult. These people are so ungodly, morally, and intellectually bankrupt. It really is. You know, Rush Limbaugh had a thing. He'd say, when people called up his show, they would call up and say, Rush, I just want you to know, I love your show. I listen to this, and the reason why I like it, blah, blah, blah. And, And Rush said, you know what? Here's the deal. Let's cut to the chase. Just say dittos, and it stands for everything. And it worked beautifully. So people called up and say, dittos, and Rush would know, you're down with... You know, Russia's beliefs, you're similar. You don't agree with everything, but you're down, all right? That's what he said. So when somebody says to you, you know what, hey, you know, why do you think the election was stolen? Why do you think that there was no uh, Russia collusion? Why do you think that the COVID was was a scam? Uh, You know, we should have just protected the vulnerable. Just say I'm not stupid because I'm not stupid. Because at this point, there's so much information you'd be spewing for hours proving your point. They won't listen anyway. So just say, I'm not stupid. And if they pursue it, just say, you know what? Um, Two words. There you go. I've got some more. Uh, actually, Steve Bannon uh, talking about this uh, this uh, attempt to say that defunding the FBI is somehow an attempt to take over the country. And somehow, if you say that, then then uh, the FBI won't be able to investigate the children, child porn with infants. That's how desperate these people are. I'll share that coming up. Your phone calls are welcome. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Over the last 18 months, virtually every significant figure in the orbit around Donald Trump has been swept up by Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. Their homes raided, their personal communications seized and leaked to the media. Some have been arrested and thrown in jail. Donald Trump's lawyers are the primary targets. Today, the DOJ subpoenaed Eric Hirschman. He represented Trump during the first impeachment. Hirschman never worked in the White House counsel's office. The Biden administration is going after him anyway because he gave legal advice to his client, Donald Trump. That used to be allowed. People used to be allowed to have lawyers and speak to them privately, but that's not allowed anymore. That's why the CIA seized attorney-client records from Mar-a-Lago. It's also why the DOJ is now directly targeting Trump's most prominent personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Yep. For years, the feds have been going after Giuliani's associates, including a man called George Dixon. Dixon was working on a documentary about Hunter Biden. Last year, the FBI raided his home in California. The feds also broke into Giuliani's own apartment, as well as his office in New York. Then the FBI targeted a Giuliani associate called Igor Fruman because he dug up evidence of misconduct by Joe Biden in Ukraine. They sent Fruman to prison. I got to just tell you, 
if there are any FBI field agents listening, be a whistleblower. Be, be a hero. If you're seeing the abuse of this agency, the abuse of power, do something about it. Because the day of reckoning for the FBI is nigh. It's going to be defunded. It's going to be investigated. And I hope and pray. Let me do it right now. Hold on. God, please see that those who would imprison innocence because of the heavy hand of our federal government, please see that justice finds them and they pay for their crimes. There you go. That's my prayer. I want to see people frog-marched. I want to see people involved in this scandal and this FBI sit in jail like so many are sitting in jail because of January the 6th. And I'm going to tell you, ooh, that's going to come unraveled real quick. That's going to come unraveled real quick. And I said this years ago. I said, we are living a tale of two cities. We have a bourgeois. We have a proletariat. We are the rabble. We feast on the crumbs. And now we have a Bastille, and this isn't going to end well. Because a whole lot of the uh, bourgeois heads are going to roll. Here's Steve Bannon talking about this nonsense, that if you believe that the FBI should be defunded, that you're declaring a civil war on America. Somebody's got to pay for it. All you're doing is shifting the responsibility to your children, who will curse us in future generations. The, the bromides... The empty promises of what the Republicans show me what they stand for tax cuts, deregulation, it's all nonsense. You can't, it's not about deregulation, it's about deconstructing the administrative state. Boom! That's what it takes people that want to go in and hammer, and that's part of the thing about the FBI, Willie Geist, pearl clutching. And that even, and that doesn't even begin to say what Steve Bannon's talking about. Yes, defund and deconstruct. And they're saying, trying to say, oh no, they're, they're anti law and order. That's nonsense. We're the law and order party, we have the police back. The FBI is not a police. It's a police state. Boom. Boom. Wow. And the more names that they hurl at you and me, embrace them. Embrace them. Deplorable? Oh, hell yes. If I'm deplorable to you, then glory. I mean, praise Jesus and pass the mashed potatoes. I am deplorable. If you're a Trump supporter and you're black and somebody calls you a white supremacist, embrace it. Well, hell yeah, I guess I'm a proud white supremacist because I'm against you. Embrace it. Ultra mega. Oh, hell yeah, I'll take the ultra. I got, a, I got a, an entire gallon of detergent, laundry detergent downstairs. It's called Ultra Tide. It's the new improved version of it. So I guess I'm the new improved version of, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, this is just glorious. This is Michael Savage. He was on the Newsmax this weekend talking about what the FBI is doing to the United States. It's graphic. Beware. There are so many elements that need to be looked at. The number one issue is this raid is not about a man. It's about a nation. But, but, yep. yep. They raped the nation. They raped half the nation with this raid. It was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. They have dragged us into the dark ages, not only depriving Donald Trump of property rights, but the search warrant did not contain probable cause. Was, oh, yeah, and that's why they're trying to shut down the affidavit. Was not in Hell, even ABC, CBS, and NBC want the affidavit. And the Justice Department is saying, nah, nah. There. So they violated his Fourth Amendment rights, Mike, which they would afford a drug dealer from the Dominican Republic 
with a trunk full of cocaine, but they did not afford it to the president, former president of the United States. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then also, I just want to mention, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein thing? Why, why don't we know about the client list he had? Why don't we know about all the people who uh, took part in the abuse of underaged women? Why don't we know about that? But we're going after Donald Trump. Here's a little bit more from Michael Savage. I have never seen liberals cheering so much for fascism as I am seeing now. If we look at the case in detail, we can find so many irregularities, Mike. And all it's done is take... You're a denier! Proud denier. People who were on the fence for Trump. And I know a few of them who were losing interest in him, saying, you know, I'd rather see DeSantis run... Or he's had his time, he's too divisive. They've all said, I'm voting for Trump. Now, the reason why the uh, USSR fell was because the USSR didn't have government for the people, by the people. The USSR did not have the First, Second, and Fourth Amendments. And what are the amendments the left is going after? Kind of weird, right? Coming up, Brandon Langley. He is an NRA speaker, weapons expert. We'll talk about that Second Amendment and the assaults on our freedoms and why a couple of school districts are putting AR-15s in their schools to protect the kids. Got a lot of people's hackles up. I love it. This is The Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Special guest on the Newsmax Hotline. Uh, his name is uh, Braden Langley. He is an NRA speaker, a weapons expert, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing just fine, sir. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm glorious. I was talking the off air, and uh, and I was saying that the the uh, the class of 1968 they are attempting to throw everything at the wall to realize their lifelong Marxist dream of a takeover of the country and a reinvention of the country, as Barack Obama promised years ago, a fundamental shift, a fundamental change in America. And I said that the USSR did the same thing, but they did it without the First Amendment, without the Second Amendment and without the Fourth Amendment, and all three of those are under attack actively by this administration, the Democrat Party, the FBI, the IRS, among others. Um, I want to know your thoughts on uh, on the Soviet Union, on the the First Amendment, and on what's happening in this country uh, from the left. Go right ahead. You know, I. It's, you did a very good job, a very succinct explanation, right? Oh, so, you can disagree, and then we'll move on to the next question. You, you know, no, no, I'm going to throw my two cents in here. Don't you worry. So the big thing is that, that freedom of speech, right? If you, if you don't have the comfort level to say your opinion, but, you know, for fear of being raided by the FBI or the central polit- the police bureau yes. or whatever organization it would be, if you don't have that simple, basic freedom, and that simple basic belief that that right will be protected, you've got a big problem, which is, you know, in my own personal belief, that's why they put the Second Amendment in there right behind that first one. The second one protects yeah. that first one, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the first and the second one, it, it's very interesting if you look at this chronologically, right? So the First Amendment came under attack relatively, I mean, they've always said you can't say this, you can't say that, like that's, that's offensive, you know, the politically yeah. correct speech. Yeah. The Second Amendment has been under attack for 
in my view, a lot longer, more directly. Of course. Because the First Amendment, it, it kind of became a the hot button, you know, what's your Twitter bio look like? What's your Facebook profile look like? You know, did you put the right, uh, the right image up there for virtue signaling? But now this Fourth Amendment one. Ooh, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the, with the raid of Mar-a-Lago, which, right. I mean, is an absolute affront. And I do really, really believe that the FBI is in an existential crisis that they are going to lose. What are your thoughts? I would, um, I would completely agree. Um, now, I think it's a little broader than specifically just the FBI going oh, yes. to lose. I think... I think the FBI is an extension of the problem that we're having across the country right now. I think that the, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it the deep state, you want to call it the central powers, the establishment, whatever you want to call it, right? The people who have a vested interest. The man. I I like to call it the man. Okay, the man. So so the man, right? If if, if said man is looking to preserve his own power and he's utilizing all these different pieces, like you've seen the tax um, code being utilized and weaponized oh, yeah. through the IRS. Yep. You, I mean, against um, conservative, you know, nonprofits. You've now seen the FBI go after Trump's documents that they were perfectly like they were in communication with already. So yeah. it seemed like an ex- escalation. You bet. The more you see these things weaponized, those are institutions that are losing faith. And to your point, if you lose faith and credibility, you, that's everything. Yeah. And if you look at Merrick Garland, like his poll numbers are below 35 percent now, like the approval rating, like it's very clear what this was. And you've got the entire population of the United States looking and going, OK, this is too far. Like, yeah. So you're, you're saying you wanted some documents. Does anyone else remember Hillary Clinton? Anybody? Yeah. 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 Well, it's very obvious. And, and the, the interesting thing here uh, also is that the, the uh, Democrat Party always uses crisis to uh, to uh, push forward their Soviet style agenda. We saw Uvalde. Uvalde, they immediately uh, labeled the AR-15 the enemy of the people. It is a weapon of war. We've not heard weapon of war. And the reason being is the next day after they started saying you don't need a weapon of war, I said, Oh, hell yes, you do, because that's the weapon that is protected by the First Amendment. We did not free ourselves from turkeys. We did not free ourselves from target practice. We are absolutely entitled to what is considered a weapon of war. And if that is the AR-15, then we are guaranteed. In fact, I would venture to say that would be the most important weapon that is protected by the First Amendment. Your thoughts? Well, see, you're getting into it. So, so my my YouTube channel is all about the news analysis, the 2A analysis, 2A news, stuff of this nature. So we focus on this a lot on my YouTube channel, right? Love it, love it, love it. So what you're hitting on, there's something deeper there. You were absolutely correct. The weapon of war is a vernacular they started using and they dropped it. Then they switched to military-style weapons. Like, yes. <laughs> there's, a consistent, there's a consistent branding attempt all the time, right? Yes. Um, so when you look at what's happening in the Supreme Court over the last 20 years, you've got – pretty much three main uh, SCOTUS decisions. You've got the Miller decision, you have the Heller decision, and you have the Bruin decision. Now, the reason that these three are important for what you're talking about is they all allude to something called common use. Now, common Mm, use, that's incredibly important because if you can establish that something is commonly used per the Heller decision, then that means that you have, that is protected by the Second Amendment. Because when when they try to branch out and say, Hey, it's a weapon of war. It's a military-style rifle. What they're attempting to do is put it outside the realm of commonality. So when when they try to do that, it falls flat on its face because that's the most popular firearm in America. <laughs> yes. it's, got, it, 
it's too big. Yeah. And so now, like, I don't know if you saw this or not. There was a hearing during the assault weapons ban that they just passed in the House, which is not a law. It's just passed the House. They, the congressman from North Carolina asked Jerry Nadler, said, hey, can someone tell me why they would want to ban common use firearms? And he used that word specifically. Yeah. And Jerry Nadler goes, yeah, that's the point. So, yes, so yes. The, right. But the important part was the guy from North Carolina, the Republican, got the sitting chairman to say on record in yeah. a House committee, yeah, that the point is to take common use weapons. And then he goes, there's three Supreme Court cases that protect common use weapons. Yeah. And then Jerry Nadler was just toast. Now, did, you, was, did you see the guy in Delaware who had the, uh, the uh, I don't know if it was DHS, arrive on his porch because he had purchased several uh, guns yeah. since January, and, and they showed up on his porch and said, we just want to see your guns and we'll leave. That, to me, right. is what they want to do, which is to make the AR and like rifles illegal and then go to homes to find out where they are and confiscate them. That was foreshadowing. He should have never shown the weapon. I want to know your thoughts on that. Well, the, the thing about that is, and this is the interesting part, because you'll notice that if you watch that video, right, because the whole thing was caught. If you watch the interaction, it was never, we have a warrant to find this out. Yep. It was never, we have the right to find this out. It was, they were, they were pleading. They were saying, hey, could you know, we're just trying to help us out here. Could you just? It was a very, it was very much a sales, <laughs> sales oh, yeah. job oh, yeah. versus a demand. And the the reason they did that was because they have no right to do that. If you say no, they cannot do anything beyond that. Now, I I seriously question any time ATF agents or any any agent of the government would come to your door and say, "Hey, can I just see your firearms just to check they're all <laughs> here." <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm literally, they're selling a, a, a doormat for your door that says, come back with a warrant. I am going to get one against my wife's best witches. She does not want me to have it. But come back with a warrant. Uh, this, is, uh, this, to me, is remarkable. It is uh, clearly what they want to do is something like uh, Australia did, where they do what is called a, a gun back, a buyback program, meaning they're going to pay you for your gun, but they're going to demand that you sell it to the, to the government. I think that is coming. Uh, let me ask you this about the Cincinnati FBI shooting event. Uh, the guy in Cincinnati, supposedly, who the day after the raid went in and threatened the FBI office. Um, what kind of gun was he carrying? <laughs> he was carrying a nail gun. Yeah. Is that in common use? Should we ban nail guns? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure they have a higher capacity than ARs. Oh, hell yeah. I've got one. He could yeah. thousand, thousand rounds on that sucker. I could roof my whole right. house in one shot. What is this? Is this a military-style uh, nail gun? Yeah, no. The interesting thing about that about yes. that whole story was because when I read that, because like I said, I, I covered these things on my YouTube channel. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and I'm reading this, and I'm going because the the titles were like on these articles were like "Man with AR Storms FBI Building and yes. Then Shoots Nail Gun." Yes. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, "Hold on a second. And it was like five different articles. And I was like, "Okay, hold on, let's dive in here." And I did my whole video on this, and it was like, "Was the AR used?" No. Where was the AR? No one knows. What are you, a nail gun? He tried to break bulletproof glass. What is going on? Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a thing, man. It, it's just stupid. It, it, it's, it's not an AR. It's an HD, which it stands for Home Depot. I want to ask right. you about uh, uh, the AR-15s that schools in North Carolina and Florida are considering uh, putting yep. uh, under lock and key uh, with access to faculty who have been trained in the use just in case there's an active shooter. What, what do you know about that? So I actually did a video on this as well. So um, Love it. And we will get to uh, promoting your YouTube channel because now I want to watch every dang video. 
Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just giving you a recap and saying we're excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you'll get there. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm yes. actually just... <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> so so the, uh, the cool thing about this is the sheriff is the one that's responsible for doing this. Now, the sheriff is an elected position, and that's incredible. Oh, yeah. So this sheriff, he's putting in a certain... I can't remember the name of the county, but he's putting in safes, actual gun safes, in these schools in this county with ARs, mags, bulletproof vests, and all breaching tools, all the things that you would need should something go wrong in a worst-case scenario like Ovaldi, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're putting things behind a lock and key, you're putting them in a gun safe, and you're putting them there for people that only have the key and don't have the password for when they need it, everything that we just described is exactly what the left is pushing for yeah. in legislation in places like New York, California, New Mexico, under safe storage laws. Yeah. Well. When they put safe storage laws in schools to protect children, it's whoa, 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 whoa! Are you crazy? You can't do that. <laughs> and it's like, well, these are your, these are the principles that you're trying to promote. They're actually doing them and making sure the deputies have what they need if they need it. What's the problem? Yeah, and you want to know something interesting? After you, Uvalde, and we had uh, forty or a hundred agents, whatever, standing out there picking their noses and using hand sanitizer while children were being slaughtered. The same yeah. thing, uh, something similar just happened, where uh, there was uh, uh, news of a shooter in a school, and parents went to because the police weren't doing anything. They were tased. They were taken down by the police. Uh, and and so, uh, as far as having an AR with a trained professional and everybody in the school knowing about it, I'm perfectly down with it. Is that the kind of positive reaction you're getting from most people, particularly parents, with regard to having something like this in a school? So I haven't spoken directly to parents around gotcha. this specific issue, but I can tell you on the comments that I'm seeing, it's a finally someone's doing something. Because legitimately, if if the left's argument is. We have to protect our, we have to protect our schools, and the only way we protect our schools is to abolish the entire Second Amendment. That's kind of a little silly. Mm-hmm. So then, and then when you say, "Well, let's do it safely and let's store the things safely with professionals that have access to it," well, we can't have that either. Yeah. So, I the the feedback that I've seen is it's extremely positive because you're applying the preparation where necessary should you need it, and hope to God you never do. But if you do, it's there. Yeah, you and know, I. I, I kind of laugh at these uh, schools. My daughter's elementary school was one, or middle school. It says gun-free zone on the door, which says two things. We don't have guns, and if you do, you can kill us all. Uh, there was an active sc- uh, school shooter situation in my daughter's high school in Olathe, Kansas. A kid got into the foyer, uh, sneaked his way using, uh, uh, he had a handgun in his bag and uh, and had his ID, and he got into the office and started shooting. The uh, resource officer, an off-duty police officer, shot the kid. Kid's still in hospital. I don't believe he's going to recover. The resource officer was shot, and also the football coach that the kid wanted to go after was shot as well. They're both going to be fine. I find it funny when you see these idiotic stickers that say, gun-free zone please if you believe in that put it on the door of your liquor store put it on the uh, door of your uh, of your convenience store or your bank see how that works for you right what you're doing is in your attempt to virtue signal that you are a, a moral superior to those around you you are making yourself a target yeah you 100 percent are it's kind of like when trump was running for uh, office the first time and if you had a trump sticker on your car your windows were getting broken into but oh, yeah. if you didn't no one knew yeah. Kind of the same principle. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Trust me, I lived in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland. I know of these things. Listen, we got to run, uh, Braden Langley. I greatly appreciate you joining me. Tell everybody where your YouTube channel is. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Langley Outdoors Academy on YouTube. Um, we have two videos a day. We have a great time. We'd love to have you over there. Langley Outdoors Academy on YouTube. Uh, Braden, we appreciate you. We'll have you on as our official uh, Second Amendment expert. How does that sound? Hey, hey, you know what? I love titles. All right, broski. There it is. There it is. It's official. I bequeath it. I take my AR and I rest it on your right shoulder, then your left shoulder, and you have officially been knighted as our Second Amendment expert. That's good. That's All right. good. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson Show, and uh, we have a lot of stuff to still get to. I know we've been focusing on Mar-a-Lago, and we should because it's the event that's going to bring down the FBI as uh, as founded, and uh, it will. It will. It's uh, The ball is rolling. Merrick Garland knows it. He knows it. He knows he screwed the pooch. Uh, and it's going to be over and done for the FBI as founded. They're going to break it up, and they're going to restart, and they should. And I've been saying this for a long time, and I've talked to some heavy hitters about the FBI. I've talked to some major political players about getting rid of, uh, of the FBI as founded, at least breaking it apart, investigating it, finding those who have abused their power, removing them from office. You've heard me, I said, uh, indict impeach, remove, incarcerate. Those are the things that are going to have to happen. At the, on the federal government, uh, everybody involved in the poor decisions that destroyed our economy with regard to COVID, uh, people in the IRS who have abused their power to go after conservatives, there has to be a defunding of the IRS, there has to be a repeal of this new law, and we have got to go after Merrick Garland and others in the FBI who have used abuse their power. I'm talking Nuremberg-style trials for all of these people. It's not just going to be about defunding. It's not just going to be about, you know, dividing. It's going to be about incarcerating. Now, here is, uh, by the way, this is uh, Adam Kinzinger, who is, I mean, an awful, awful little Weasley man. And last night, he uh, talked about Liz Cheney's defeat. Of course, he is uh, one of the only... Uh, Republicans who were in there, by the way, there were 10 people who voted for J- Donald Trump's impeachment. Eight of them are now out of office. They're done. There's two remaining. Here is uh, Adam Kinzinger talking about Liz Cheney. This is like probably never happened in history and it likely will never happen again. You have a committee that is focused on getting to truth, getting to the answers getting done what needs to be done. We- He's talking about the kangaroo court known as the January 6th hearings, which has been exposed as a fraud. Thank Kevin McCarthy for pulling his members because it's made it a lot easier for us to get to- uh, Kevin McCarthy didn't pull his members. Uh, you disallowed them. Nancy Pelosi disallowed them and put doofuses, dirtbags, scumbags like you on it. To the truth. Um, but with Liz, look, I, and I feel the same way, is... If I went back 20 months and made the decision about, you know, am I going to impeach Donald Trump, I would have done it in a heartbeat. And Liz feels the same way. You know, it's like, what, what is it for a man to gain the world but lose his soul? And I think... Whoa, I think he's talking about himself. Now, this is really... Fan- Are you ready for this? You ready for the, uh, the money shot here? Now, you and I know that Donald Trump stands between us and this overreaching government he is suffering slings and arrows but now they're going to use the the irs to go after us here is adam kinzinger saying you and i believe that donald trump is christ 
I'm going to say this as a Christian myself, the pastors, many pastors in this country are failing their congregation, not even just by when he's telling (laughs) this is fantastic, No, pushing kind of Trumpism from the pulpit, but even refusing to talk about how bad it is, how corrosive it is. And you have people today that literally, I think in their heart, they may not say it, but they equate Donald Trump with the person of Jesus Christ. And to them, if you are a real Christian, you would never do that about another human being that is specious that is insulting and uh you know what suck it let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show rush limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show it is rob carson show make sure to check out the rob carson show podcast it is available on all your digital platforms make sure to download it listen to it subscribe to it share it with others if you need all of the platforms go to newsmax.com slash podcast if you do that that'd be huge now i guess the next thing i think that's going to happen we've had we've had all sorts of uh, uh slings and arrows thrown at us we're extremists uh we are uh we are uh, what uh, gazden flag carrying uh white supremacists and all this after the defeat of liz cheney to the tune of 37 points in uh, in Wyoming last night, I have a feeling they're going to call this a hate crime by uh, by conservatives uh, against lesbians. Liz Cheney, followers, lesbians. This is Jim Gossett. Little uh, palate cleanser for you. Go away, little Liz. Go away, little Liz. I don't really like lesbians. Wyoming and the world are through. You voting for Liz? I don't care. Let's, let's hang out. I don't care. All right. All right. Her vendetta against Trump led to Liz getting dumb. Yeah, Trump's like Jesus to January 6th stunt hurt her too. But uh, Adam Kensinger says Trump is Christ-like to us. All right. Go away, little Liz. <laughs> Only one person is Christ-like, and that's Christ. Go away, lion Liz. That's what the voters told you yesterday. So glad Liz Cheney got bounced. We're thrilled Liz Cheney was trounced. So go away, little Liz. Go very far away. I haven't heard that song in a while. It's kind of nice. Go away, little girl. That's just a hat tip to uh, the uh, Gen Xers out there who remember that song. These are the songs that are never played on radio. And for good reason. (laughs) But you see, I have a a working knowledge of 20 years of music radio. So any song, just give me a line. I'll, I'll share every word. My wife is like, whenever he's, you know, oh, who did uh, whatever? And I'm like, boom, 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 1967, boom, 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 75, boom, 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 85. I just, you know, got a lot of worthless knowledge running around up in here. (laughs) So here's the the latest headline from uh, Kerry Donovan, special counsel John Durham preparing to go after the FBI, according to investigative journalist John Solomon, who has a website called Just the News, and he's awesome, this may be re- the reason, and, and, and the strings are coming together, as to why the FBI went after Trump for documents related to January the 6th, etc. 
and for the FBI's weaponization. Durham was appointed in, in 2020 in October. Uh, let's see. Uh, Durham's behavior has been confusing to many people who are eager to see justice brought upon the corrupt and out-of-control government. The mainstream media has promoted many conspiracies about Durham, his career, his intentions, but there is some proof from the past that gives hope, looking forward to Solomon's predictions. One high-profile poster has been verified to have real legal background, guys by the name of Technofog, and wrote in 2021 about the past behavior of Durham when he was exposing the FBI. In his 2021 article, Technofog reminds his readers of a case in 1983 83 that involved Durham and the FBI. Quote, this is the story of how the FBI framed four innocent men for murder, destroyed families, and tried to cover it up. It also is the story of the counter-convergence of John Durham and Robert Mueller, how Durham uncovered uh, the FBI's crimes, and how Robert Mueller's FBI disputed the innocence of the men the FBI framed. The techno, in techno, uh, Technofog's story, he cites, there were FBI secrets about these convictions for 30 years. These secrets went all the way up to the FBI director Hoover and were uncovered in late 2000 by then uh, Assistant U.S. Secretary John Durham that the FBI uh, had framed four innocent men for murder. It's kind of like what the FBI has tried to do with several innocent men with regard to the assassination attempt on, uh, on uh, uh, the Governor uh, Chris, uh, uh, Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer. It was a lie. It was a lie. It was, it was fake. They have a guy on the team who tried to ensnare these Guys, Big Ben is his name. Uh, well, well compensated for his efforts to get uh, uh, people on social media to commit to attempting to kidnap or murder the governor of Michigan, all the while saying, we don't, we're not down with this, culminating in, oddly enough, a rally outside of the state capitol with FBI agents egging them on to invade the capitol and kidnap uh, uh, the governor, to which they said no. And then the person, this, this guy I was just talking about, got put in charge of the bureau in Washington, D.C. of the FBI in charge of January the 6th, which involved a bunch of people outside the Capitol, uh, including Ray Epps, telling people to go inside, overturn the government. Oh, there are some things coming, guys. You just, you have no idea. There are some things coming. Hell is coming. You know, remember that, that line from Tombstone? I'm coming and I'm bringing hell with me. That's what the raid on Mar-a-Lago has done to the FBI. That's what has been done. And then, by the way, Project Veritas is released a Biden DHS FBI intelligence bulletin going after conservatives as domestic violent extremists following the raid on Mar-a-Lago. So now we're getting closer to the source. We are above the target. We are taking flack. We said that we thought the raid, and, just, uh, and, and justly so, was a, a, a violation of the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, unnecessary. And the more we find out about it, the more we realize this was bull crap. It was bull crap. And so what's the FBI going to do? They're going after you. They're going to call you domestic violent extremists? Uh, there are members of the media, including uh, CNN and Allison Camerata and the, the, uh, the, 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 the group of leftists over there who are saying that we want to start another civil war. That's not the case at all. And they know it. But here is, uh, here is James O'Keefe, uh, the latest uh, Project Veritas video about what the FBI and the DHS are planning on waging against you, realizing, of course, the DHS purchased 1.5 billion rounds of ammunition 
while Barack Obama was the president. Joe Biden came back from vacation to sign a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act, which was nothing about reducing inflation, mostly about paying off green energy cronies and donors and hiring 87,000 IRS agents to go after you. And they even had the audacity to run an ad online looking for people who knew how to handle a weapon and would be willing to use deadly force. We're not stupid. Domestic violent extremists are referred to in one of these paragraphs as, quote, many of these threats include references to the perception that the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent and other claims of government overreach. Now, you'll recall when Lois Lerner was the head of the FBI, she shut down 401, uh, 501Cs, threes, which were conservative organizations when they used words like patriot, when they had words like patriot in their title, and they did not give them tax-exempt status. Lois Lerner was found to be in violation of their, uh, their First Amendment rights, but paid no price for it. That is a weaponization of the IRS. The 2022 midterms in this document are also highlighted as a potential, quote, flashpoint for this violent extremism. We would not have... Oh, no, we've been pissed off for a long time. ...this document, but not for the brave source inside Department of Homeland Security, a new source that reached out to us on our tip line. Veritas tips at ProtonMail.com and also our signal cell phone. We're getting a lot of sources within the federal government coming to Project Veritas because they certainly can't go to places like the Washington Post or the New York Times who quote... Your uh, day of reckoning is coming. It's funny because Allison Camerata was talking about, hey, you know, Donald Trump, he, he had classified documents and they were, you know, they, they, he couldn't have those classified documents and he shouldn't have had them and there's nuclear secrets and, and there was stuff from the National Archive and, and they're, changing their, they're changing their position on why the FBI, FBI was there, what they were looking for, and they're lying. And they're lying. And here's Allison Camerata trying to get her panel selected for their Trump hating to admit that Donald Trump was in the wrong here. And it didn't happen. So is it what basically former President Trump is saying, which is you can wave a magic wand if you're the president and go poof, you're declassified. Is that how it works? Constitutionally, yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, not exactly what Allison was expecting. Okay. The declassification authority rests with the chief executive. That's the president. The president is not just the head of the executive branch. He is the executive branch. Yes, there are all manner of forms and protocols and procedures and work. He could have stood above the records boxes and just like made a wish and you know blew over them like it was a birthday and said classified or declassified. And it would have been fine. It would have been legal. Sheets that one should follow. So it's done in an orderly manner. So people know what has been classified and declassified that presidents of both parties have observed for a long time. But if this is not what Allison wants. She, he's never going to be invited back on. We're talking about just the law and constitutionally, the president has the power and it cannot be, no pun intended, cannot be trumped because one of the agencies in the executive branch has come up with a worksheet that wasn't filled out. So we do need to keep that in mind. The okay, so, so uh, Allison didn't get what she wanted from doofus number one, so she went on to doofus number two. But Miles, that doesn't make sense. How can any president, forget Donald Trump, just any president, say poof, you're declassified and never fill out any paperwork and not tell anybody that? Uh, and I think this is where we're going. He didn't fill out the paperwork. Are you out of your bleeping mind? We're going to have a national commission on this after the fact <laughs> because both sides are going to be upset depending on the outcome of this case. But I've got a side with Ellie here. 
I, I think it's egregious if Donald Trump left the White House with this information. At the same time, though, you can already see in his early defense of him saying, well, it was declassified. I have, I, this is speculative, but I really, really doubt Donald Trump proactively <laughs> declassified any of this upon leaving. But it's very hard to show that. He does have extensive authority in this yeah, space as a commander-in-chief. He could yeah. have said, yes, I declassified, declassified it on the day I was leaving office. And there's no provision in the Constitution that says this is how that has to be done. Wow, it sucks to be you, don't it, Allison? Wow. You went over to that uh, turd they call CNN that's blowing up right before us, the uh, CNN Plus. They had a $300 million uh, spending on this thing, and it, and it collapsed in five weeks. It's glorious. Jay just sent me another uh, reference. He said, Trump could have folded his arms and blinked his eyes over the documents like Barbara Eden in I Dream of Jeannie. Again, another uh, Gen X uh, uh, boomer reference here. Uh, don't want to leave you guys out, uh, you millennials. I'll come up with a Saved by the Bell or, or uh, uh, maybe... Uh, I don't know, another Power Rangers, uh, you know, analogy that maybe made a little... No, you know, you get it, right? The millennials, you get it. Gen Z, conservative, you get it. All right, I've got more coming up, and we're going to move into the, the tone-deaf spending spree of Congress and what it means to you and me and uh, how you've been played by Joe Biden and how he's on vacation again, by the way, today. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. SS by Tannic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. So now we know, according to experts on CNN, among others, and Tom Fitton, and I don't know, just about everybody, that uh, Donald Trump was in, in, within his rights to have classified documents, and they very well could have been declassified. All he had to do, literally, was wave a hand above, uh, of them and said, uh, yeah, these are declassified. Or, or as somebody said, uh, uh, Jay just said, a Gomer Pyle could have just said Shazam. Here's a relatable one. Uh, Sheldon from uh, Big Bang Theory, if, if, he, if, if, if he were Donald Trump, he could have just said Bazinga, and the documents would have been declassified. So uh, your argument is nonsensical, specious, and you lose. And now you're going to pay for it. And now you rats, you filthy, rotten, miserable, wretched rats, invested in the glorious Titanic. You're going down with a ship, and we're gonna we're gonna pick your figurative uh, carcasses off off the door left floating, and then we're going to indict, impeach, remove, and incarcerate you after November, and then 2024 is going to come when Donald Trump's the president again, and then the S is really going to hit the fan. So I would uh, definitely, if you're uh, uh, an employee of the IRS or the, uh, or the FBI and you are a freedom-loving American who realizes the abuses that are being suffered upon the American people, I would suggest that you become a whistleblower. I'm going to offer two other pieces of advice as well, and I hope you'll consider it. If you are mailed a mail-in ballot and you are of sound mind and body, hang on to it and bring it with you when you vote in person. That's how Kerry Lake got all past all the crap going on in Arizona and won. Save your mail-in ballot. If you get more than one, save it, document it, be ready to go to authorities with it, but vote in person. Second, now that the IRS is hiring 87,000 new agents to go after average Americans because the one thing we have all in, in common is income, I would encourage you to apply every day, often, 
at jobs.irs.gov for the position of IRS agent. Flood them with resumes. Flood them with applications. I'm not asking that you be fraudulent. No, be completely truthful. You're looking for a job with the federal government. You want to help the government. You want to provide better customer service. Every day, apply for a job with the IRS. Every day through November. Confuse the crap out of them. So they don't know that, that uh, whether or not they're dealing with the Trump-hating sycophants or patriotic Americans. I would do that. You're entitled to do that. You can do that. These are public postings. Uh, Jobs.irs.gov every single day. There you go. So uh, Joe Manchin is a, I uh, can't use these words on the air, so I'll just say, uh, a piece of, you know, he is saying that, uh, you know, um, listen, I know that my name is on this legislation. I sold my soul to uh, Chuck Schumer, a.k.a. Satan. Uh, and, uh, and I realize that uh, it's going to take a long time before investments bring down prices. Wait, 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 hold on. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act. And, and inflation is where it is because of Joe Biden's policy and spending. And I mean, I can go on and on and on. Uh, you know, uh, we know what caused it. We know we're suffering. We know you created the problem, and you're going to use it by saying that this bill is about reducing inflation when it has nothing to do with it. It's like after the Evaldi shooting, coming up with a piece of legislation, you know, uh, uh, calling the Protect Our Kids Act and including massive spending for green energy. That's, that's what they did, guys. That's what they did to you. That's what they're doing. And when Republicans take over, bye-bye. Every agent hired from this bill, fired. Every provision of this bill, defunded. That's how we do it. But Joe Manchin, he says, oh, yeah, I know that it won't immediately temper inflation. Well, Joe, you're done. You are, uh, you are a uh, piece of merit in the middle of the street. You are no longer, you're Liz Cheney. You're just not up for re-election right now. You are Liz Cheney. You're done. You're done, bro. You are done-ski. Here's Cecilia Rouse. She is a, a, a spokesperson for the uh, Biden administration talking about and avoiding the uh, question about uh, the Inflation Reduction Act not actually reducing in inflation despite being called the Inflation Reduction Act. But if you passed a bill called the Fill Every Pothole Act, I mean, voters should expect you to fill every pothole. I mean, so should voters measure the success of this bill on how much you reduce inflation in the next couple of years? So this, infl- this bill spins out over several years. And so the tax provisions, for example, some of the... It always does. It always does. And then you forget about it. Tax revenue will happen immediately. Some of the benefits in terms of deficit reduction t- will materialize over time. So again, it, this is really an, inf- uh, an investment in our economy. It rep- Can I have a pony? I promise I'll feed it and take care of it. Meanwhile, the uh, last pony, which was a spending bill, is dead. It's rotting corpse on, on the couch behind you. ...the president's economic vision for transitioning to an economy that works better for American families. Okay, this is the green energy bullcrap. 
by generating the kind of growth that's based on uh, stable, steady productivity gains in the... That never happened. Everything you say is a lie. It never happens. And we get it now. Language of economists. Uh, so that kind of growth that we know we need to be making in order to ensure that we continue progressing uh, for the decades to come. There you go. Yeah. Uh, absolute nonsense. Falderall. BS. Crap. I could go on and on and on. And by the way, only 13% of us believe the act will actually reduce inflation. And that includes Democrats. You lose suckers. More tone deafness from the Democrat Party on the way. This is The Rob Carson Show. We got a lot of stuff to get to, but you know what? I want to hear from you guys. Mike in Towson, Maryland is on the phone. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. I wanted to uh, uh, com communicate something to you about the last topic that you were talking about with the declassification yes. uh, that uh, Trump did. Yeah. Uh, Andy McCarthy was on Fox the other day talking about the reason that the Constitution allows the president to declassify any document. And it's because the Founding Fathers wanted separation of powers. Yeah. They didn't want Congress to be able to pass by statute something that could constrict the executive branch. Yeah. And uh, the president is the executive branch. Yeah. And so Congress cannot just say, oh, well, you didn't sign this paperwork, blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> it, it is totally up to the president to decide to declassify any document he wants. Uh, 100%. And, and isn't it funny how the narrative has changed, Mike? I mean, originally it was just about classified informations wanted by the National Archives. Then it became nuclear secrets, which I think Melania certainly would probably keep in her underwear drawer. Uh, you know, and, and then it they, That's why they don't want the affidavit, because the affidavit would not show nuclear secrets, and they'd have their I, uh, I don't even know um, at this point, Mike, um, you know, there's even been rumors that there maybe isn't one because they did cherry pick the magistrate they wanted, someone who was a pure political partisan who literally recused himself from a case involving Donald Trump suing Hillary Clinton. And he's also given money to Democrat candidates, including Barack Obama. You know, Mike, you know, I use the expression, we're not stupid. You know, when yep. you're pre when you're presented with all of this and somebody says, yeah, but, you, you know, but Donald Trump, this, this, what do you tell him? You say, you know what? I'm not stupid. You know, right. I know the FBI is corrupt at this time at this point. Mike, don't right. you? Well, we've had six years. to They proved it. Yeah. And, it, let me just say one thing that's very, very important. If you please, don't mind, please. This yes, is yes, from sir. Andy McCarthy as well. As far as uh, having a crime that they can, you know. With the kangaroo court, they try to make up a crime that so Trump cannot be president again. Yes. That is not going to work either, because under the Constitution, there's only three requirements. You have to be 35 years old. Yep. You have to be born in this country, a natural-born citizen. Yep. And if you want to take out the president of the United States, you have to impeach him. The Senate has to find him guilty, 67 members. Yep. And then they are the ones that say you can't serve again. All those other laws do not, uh, do not apply to the executive branch. 
Yeah, it's all uh, fall to roll. And, Mike, what do you think about my uh, my theory that Merrick Garland sat on this? He uh, wanted to test. He was testing the political waters, and he decided to roll the dice, thinking that the FBI still had credibility, and uh, a massive show of force would mean that the, def- the FBI must have something on Trump. Because that was another thing that the, the mainstream media uh, uh, floated originally. Oh, they got something. They wouldn't do this otherwise. I, I think that did a major face plant. I don't even say him. I think he, he at least had a, either talked to, to Biden or somebody who's acting instead of Biden, maybe Ron Klain. But somebody at the White House had to give the okay for that. Yeah, one hundred. Well, clearly it's not Joe Biden. I mean, and and they actually kind of tacitly admit it when they said that. Oh yeah, we haven't even briefed him on it. Well, I actually kind of believe that because honestly, did you see him sign the bill yesterday when he held the pen up and looked like a toddler writing, yeah. you know, his name for the first time? Right. So I think maybe that might be the first time they've been truthful in a very long time that the president has not been briefed on it. I don't think he has any idea. And I, and I say that absolutely with a straight face. I'm completely serious. Yeah, but it's, it's so dangerous. If, if We have to wait until next January 6th when the Republicans take over the House. Otherwise, you're going to have uh, uh, Carmella in there. That's not good. Well, um, I realize... But we can hold on until January 6th of next year. I got gotcha. you. Um... I'm not terribly worried about her. I think even if she is the, becomes the president, she is Joe Biden's lame duck. Well, but don't, don't forget one other thing. January 6th next year, if the Republicans take over the House and then something were to go horribly wrong and the vice president is not around, you get uh, Nancy Pelosi as the president. There you go. Which, after right. January 6th, it's going to be a Republican, not, not her. All right, very good, sir. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the thoughts. I got a little more uh, uh, Tom Fitton talking to uh, Newsmax about uh, uh, classified documents. Uh, he's going to be on the show. He was supposed to be on the show today. He's a terribly, terribly busy man in high demand. He is doing, Judicial Watch is doing a lot of work on your behalf. You have no idea. If you can support Judicial Watch, I would for show. I guess is the FBI is going to have all sorts of excuses as to why uh, they couldn't behave like uh a normal law enforcement operation, in this case involving the former president, uh, show any respect for the office or uh, his... That's one thing that I noticed that nobody has. Look at the respect they paid to the office. Look to uh, how they have honored the office in previous presidencies. Look how they dishonored those of you who support Donald Trump and voted for Donald Trump. That should be first and foremost. That should send up a, a red flag that is undeniable that this was a political attack. Advisors and... Uh, they have all sorts of excuses, uh, but the raid should never have happened. It was a political raid. There was no legitimate justification for it. So everything that happened afterwards, it's just it's just more of the same in many ways. Carl. Yeah. I want to thank the FBI for exposing themselves in an indecent fashion, like indecent exposure. Uh, they did. They exposed their indecency. And we now know, without a doubt, whose camp they're in. A little bit more from uh, Tom Fitton. You would think that the FBI would have, like, checked with the White House, be like, hey, did Trump have a standing order to declassify stuff? Yes? Cool. All right, sorry. My bad. He, he, didn't, he didn't need a standing order to declassify stuff. Once he took them with them, they were declassified. All he needed to do was stand above the documents and go, bazinga! He was using them. They should have presumed that they were there. And he had them there in his personal capacity, you know, as personal records, and they had no business rating. 
rating him, and it was completely a, it was a wild abuse of power. Yeah, uh, and there's no justification for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Fitton, we appreciate you taking the time. You've been exposed. You've been exposed in an indecent fashion, FBI. Let's go back to the uh, the other uh, assault of the American people, which is, of course, the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. That now, I mean, this is the hubris they have. This is the hubris they have. They created inflation. They created the crisis. Everybody knows that it was started by Joe Biden. He blamed it on Vladimir Putin. Nobody believes it. Everybody knows what Joe Biden has done to wreck the country and cause inflation. Everybody knows it. So they decided to take the word inflation, which is impacting all of us, and put that word on a bill that was nothing more than a leftist power grab. It was nothing more than that. It was very Soviet in nature. Here is that Jamie Raskett, congressman from Maryland, just like Cecilia Rouse uh, said, uh, you know, completely avoided the question about how is this going to reduce inflation? I, I know that those who've been blaming President Biden for the inflation going up are now giving President Biden all the credit for inflation going down. So we're moving things in the right direction already. Yeah, and what parts of the bill do you think will we'll quickly work on that specifically? The, the, uh, next question. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what, what are the provisions? Next question. Because there's not a damn thing to do with inflation in the stinking bill. So done with you people. <sighs> Rent listings 23% higher, which is why 60% of Americans are worried about housing costs. We're living paycheck to paycheck. One of those bills you have to pay is your, your rent or your home payment. And for many people, that payment went from $1,200 to $1,600 with the increase in the interest rate nationally on new mortgages. Yeah. Um, median rent prices up 23% the second quarter of 2022. And now that you can't afford to buy, you got to rent. So, uh, in other words, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, Alex, unfortunately, sticker shock is all too real for millions of Americans who are renting. The median rent in June was $1,876 a month. For context, that's up 25% from March 2020. Um, how much you pay for rent? COVID turned the world upside down. And this is a big deal because for many Americans, housing is the biggest monthly expense. Yeah. Um, I don't know where you live, uh, but where I live, you can get a studio apartment for about $800. Uh, now, if you want to rent a home for you and your family, if you got a, a family of four, that's where you start, $1,800. That's what you start at, all right? Kind of crazy. And, and this is how tone deaf these, uh, these uh, SOBs are. While you're suffering through all of this, while you've been lied to about the Inflation Reduction Act that raises taxes on the middle, middle class, skyrockets inflation further, hires 87,000 armed IRS agents to shake down Americans, they're going to give you a $7,500 tax credit for a new electric vehicle. The problem is uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning, because of uh, the cost of materials has gone up so dramatically, uh, they're adding another $8,000 to the cost of the car. So even if you could afford a $62,893 average new car, 
electric car, which you won't get for at least a year, they've jacked up the price $8,000. Kind of weird that way, right? But here's Jennifer Granholm, who is uh, uh, Marie Antoinette's stepdaughter, talking about all the glorious things in the Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act. And all you have to do to enjoy all of the savings is spend a lot of money you don't have. Oh, I, this, this, first of all, immediately, um, people will be able to lower the fuel costs in their home. There's a 30% tax credit that you can claim in 2022 for installing energy-efficient windows. Which, if you're going to really replace every window in your house, and you've got a house like mine, about 1,700 uh, uh, square foot uh, uh, split-level ranch, uh, about twenty to $30,000 for the windows. Heat pumps, energy-efficient appliances. Yeah, uh, appliances, new dishwasher, 700, 800, new stove, 800 to 1,000, new air conditioning unit, uh, you know, and all the vent work and everything, about ten grand. That is right away. And on top of that, of course, if uh, citizens want to install solar panels on their roofs so that they can generate their own thousands of more dollars own power that's another that doesn't work at a cloudy day 30 percent tax credit um and of course there's the tax credits that are at the dealership for the automotive sector for electric vehicles now listen to this a tax credit worth up to $7,500 for all electric cars and plug-in hybrids through 2032 but they start at $62,000. $4,000 for used versions of these vehicles. And chances are you'll have to replace a very expensive battery at some point. Now, um, for the manufacturer's suggested retail with the tax credit, uh, about $55,000. Um, the car payment for a $50,000 note is $1,000 a month. Yeah. Here's uh, Senator Ed Markey. Saying, you know what? All your problems will be solved if you just buy that electric car. We are going to uh, ultimately say to the American people, there's no reason why you have to pay four or five dollars a gallon for gasoline when you can have an all-electric vehicle that averages 75 cents uh, for your payment. Yeah, well, on top of the $1,000 a month uh, car payment. And the car you won't be able to get for a year. For your all-electric vehicle to be able to move you anywhere you want uh, in our state or in our country. And let me just say right now, um, as far as electric vehicles are concerned and the possibility of me ever buying one, uh, not a chance, not a snowball's chance in hell. I will never own one of these POSs. Uh, sorry. You had your chance. You could have gone hybrid. You could have taken a Toyota Tundra that may get 15 miles a gallon on a good day with an eight-cylinder, made it a six-cylinder, made it a hybrid, got 35 miles per gallon. But instead, you decided you'd go after the impossible, which is an electric vehicle fleet, which, by the way, electric cars are for posers. Electric pickups, there's only one. It's the Ford F-150 Lightning. It does D-word when you are hauling any weight at all. So all of these cars five years from now, you won't be able to get rid of. So I would strongly recommend, first and foremost, because 85% of you, when you plug in your electric vehicle, 85% of the time, the power getting to your car to plug it in comes from a coal fire plant or natural gas. So you just added a middleman and a $1,000 car payment. How virtuous do you feel now?
Oh, by the way, uh, Dodge is going to destroy the muscle car. I'll do details on that coming up after this. It's the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. There's no reason why you have to pay four or five dollars a gallon for gasoline when you can have an all-electric vehicle that averages 75 cents uh, for your payment uh, for your all-electric vehicle to be able to. He has no freaking clue what he's talking about. 75 cents for your payment. That jerkweed has no idea what the hell he's talking about. That's Senator Ed Markey, who is, uh, honestly, I got to tell you, it is remarkable. I don't know if you knew this. An executive order, one of the executive orders that Joe Biden did was uh, he uh, said that the United States, uh, all federal vehicles had to be uh, electrified. Then Nancy Pelosi's husband uh, bought a whole bunch of stock in Tesla. There are no heavy-duty trucks that are electric. There are no dump trucks. There are no fishing boats. There are no, uh, there are no cargo ships. There are no tractors. There are no combines. There are no wood chippers. There are no bulldozers. I can go on and on. There are no tanks. There are very few military ships that operate on anything but diesel. You're being played. You don't have to buy an electric car. You can tell them to stick it. And I'm not going to have one. They're not going to have it. I will eventually have an electric vehicle. Uh, it'll be a golf cart, and I'll, I'll live in a nice little community, maybe in Florida. And I'll just go around. I'll drive over to my friend's house in my golf cart. You know, that's something I'll do. Maybe about 15 years down the road, something like that. Oh, yeah, and here's this son of a gun. Uh, experts in the transportation industry are concerned about the use of electric vehicles during large natural disaster evacuations because um, no electricity. So if there's a hurricane and you're stuck in your town and you need to get out of town, and maybe the power goes out because of the weather, uh, you're effed. You're, you're uh, sorry, I shouldn't use that word, because even if I hint at that word, people get offended. It's vulgar. Oh, really? Okay, whatever. Anyway, you're screwed. Yeah. The first quarter of 2022, new car registrations dropped by 18%. New vehicle registrations of electric vehicles increased. Problem is, uh, if there is an emergency and there's no power, you can't just go out and stick your key in an ignition and fire up the spark plug, which causes the, uh, the gas to burn in the cylinder, which uh, drives the drive shaft and makes the car go. You're just going to have a big hunk of toxic metal in your driveway. And you're going to be hosed. And I'm going to be driving my uh, 13-year-old RX350 out of town. Oh, and then two of Dodge's most iconic muscle cars are going to lose their uh, tone beginning uh, December 2023. The Dodge Charger and Challenger will no longer have the V8 internal combustion engine. I guess they're going to go electric. And if that's the point, then uh, Dodge can take uh, the Dodge Charger and Challenger and stick them. That's what I have to say about it. Probably a good time to get your Hellcat right about now. I've driven one, by the way. <laughs> Try the red key. All right. The black key is nice. The red key. Oh, yes. It's glorious. We're going to take a break. Come back and wrap up this here edition of the Rob Carson Show right after this. All right. 
right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. Join me tonight and watch Newsmax. Um, Rob Schmidt has got a great show. It's on at 7 o'clock. He's doing an entire series about the FBI raiding Donald Trump's home with 30 agents. I think you're going to love it. Uh, Rob Schmidt is fantastic. I've got a few people that I consider go-tos as far as content. Rob Schmidt is one of them. I love his discussion. So 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, obviously. NewsmaxTV.com for listings. 349 on DirecTV. We're on Hulu. We're on everywhere. All right? couple of things. Uh, if you get your mail-in ballot, hang on to it. Vote in person in November if you can, okay? And go to the IRS website and apply for one of those new jobs with the IRS. It's jobs.irs.gov. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I know you won't. Stick. See ya.